Hello Hackers, my name is Dominic Norton and I am the podcast host of Hackathon Entertainment, the show where we bring you the story behind every hack. For those new to the show or hackathons in general, a hackathon is a collaborative 48-hour event where participants called hackers come together to solve the world's toughest problems. You'll be surprised, excited and amazed with the solutions people are developing all across the world. If you listened to the show before, you'll be excited to know we're in for another great one. In this episode, I'll be talking to Alexis and Annabelle, two of the organisers of Creatica, New York City's first virtual all-female trans and non-binary hackathon. Creatica equip young women in high school and college around the world with real technical skills and a support network to pursue their interests in tech. Creatica was a huge success with over 450 participants worldwide and 40% high school student participants. I hope you enjoy the show. I guess I'll just share some background on the on me and then Annabelle can go just to introduce ourselves. Yeah. So um, I'm not sure if you interview high schoolers that much, but we are in high school. We're seniors in high school. Um, and we, I guess, okay, we're from New York. Um, and I guess that I'm not sure if we, I want to go into the story yet, but I'll just let Annabelle like briefly introduce herself and then I'll like go into talking about like why we started Creatica and the story, because there is a story behind it. So, Annabelle, go ahead. Yeah, um, like Alexa said, uh, we're both seniors from um, New York, and this is our first time organizing a hackathon, or at least for me. Alexis organized one within our school um, over the summer, and we've both had, like, experience organizing different events, um, but this was something on, like, a much greater scale that we've like first time attempted. Yeah. So um, I guess that the idea for the tax on budget over the summer. So I first posted a smaller one, which was virtual. Um, and I had gone to hackathons before the summer, um, kind of like was, I mean, I, I guess I was kind of like uh, pushed to go to them from my robotics team at school. <laughs> um, but I think that the main story behind Creatica specifically is this summer, I kind of realized that there were a bunch of wonderful um, gender-focused hackathons. And the most important thing to me about them um, is that um, it's like my experience at gender-focused hackathons where it's just like women and non-binary individuals, the environment's completely different than like my previous experiences at hackathons that were co-ed. Um, and there are pros and cons to both, but I think that the biggest pro to gender focused hackathons are that it's a it's a very like powerful environment in my opinion it's not like I don't really view it the same way as like oh it's like a safe environment where you can like ask questions which is it's that too but for me it's more about um, building spaces that are built for people for, built by people like you um, and the 
feeling that I got from going to other hackathons was that they're mostly, you know, attended by men, but also built by men. And um, I wanted to create a space this summer where high schoolers and also college women from around the world could come together and build really awesome projects. Um, so I think that it's like my experience over the summer, going back to that, was I went to, since I'm 18, um, I went to a bunch of hackathons that were um, built for college women. So like you had to be 18 or older and I'd kind of sneak into those and introduce myself and people would be kind of confused because it would be like, oh, this kid looks a little bit younger. But um, what I did learn from those was that um, there was this wonderful community of technical women that are older than me and I have something to look forward to, which is in great stark contrast with um, the other hackathon experiences I had where I was one of the only girls and um, kind of did not feel fully comfortable because like, I don't, I don't know, guys would just like laugh at, like I'm at my first hackathon, like guys like laughed at my project and like didn't take me seriously. Um, but in these other environments, I felt kind of like super inspired by these older women that I interacted with. So I wanted to bridge, you know, um, those two communities in terms of like, the community of high school girls that are interested in hackathons and interested in tech and building product um, and also college women, because I think that that connection for me was really important in terms of um, finding um, a lot of strength in, in pursuing tech as someone who, who isn't represented yet um, by the industry as a whole. So, so yeah, I think that that is the reason that's like the big why behind why um, I wanted to start Creatica with Annabelle and, um, and yeah, and then, yeah, I guess Annabelle can go into more about like the, how we got backed by like major league hacking and kind of like building the event itself. Yeah. Um, oh, Dominique, I just wanted to check if there were like any specific points you wanted to touch on and then I could like incorporate that. No, it's usually, it's, it's generally a free flowing conversation. I, I am making notes for questions, but usually um, they're kind of like where they fit in, if they fit okay. in. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I guess I can go into the planning process. Um, we started in, I would say, like early July. Um, that's when like the idea kind of started forming. And initially we weren't really sure where to get started, so... We know that um, Major League Hacking or MLH is like kind of the internationally recognized um, collegiate student organization for hackathons. And so we really wanted to join their 2021 season just because we knew that for one, like they could help us with a lot of like legis um, like legal and financial infrastructure, but also they could give us a lot of help with like establishing legitimacy, especially as like a high school or organized hackathon, um, trying to recruit a lot of like sponsors and college students. And so we went through like their application process, um, did like one or two interviews and we got, we found out we got accepted, um, in August, but throughout the process, we were guided by a lot of other really generous and really kind women um, who are from like Tech Together and they helped us a lot with like finding our way through like what sponsorships should look like, what marketing should look like, like 
unique tips with organizing judging um, and a lot of things that you wouldn't know if you didn't reach out to people. Um, and so our entire process was largely guided um, and helped out by them. So we are like very grateful for all of their help. And in terms of, let's see, in terms of um, marketing and like all the logistics, we had the help of three other high schoolers, um, another senior and two juniors, all from New York. And we are actually like, I guess like a relatively smaller team of only five, but we found our way through um, calling each week and we managed to get, I would say, I think we managed to get like 910 signups by the time, um, like the Friday before we started. And we initially only aimed to get like 500 signups in hopes that like maybe 250 people would come. Um, but our turnout ended up being like 456, um, which was like way overshooting it. And we actually were super surprised and grateful to find that like within our participant breakdown, a lot of them, like I think 40% were high schoolers. And I guess like that was extremely satisfying because we, like Alexa said, we came in to creating um, Creatica with the intention of kind of inspiring more high school women to join, given that hackathons are primarily for college students or professionals. Um, and we also were surprised to find a lot of participants internationally. Um, we had like people coming from Peru, um, Pakistan, Indonesia, and it was just really fascinating to meet all of these different people in different time zones, but kind of all interested in the same mission. And in terms of sponsorships, we did have some trouble just because we are like high schoolers without kind of like a college backing um, and legitimacy like established already. But we were able to reach out to um, a lot of tech companies and most notably like DigitalOcean and Replit um, who were helpful in kind of giving us like package support for hackers to use. And it was nice to see that other companies who weren't like tech focused um, were also willing to help guide us um, and support the mission of like empowering more women in tech. And we also um, kind of going back to my point about working with older women um, who guided us through the process. We had a bunch of workshops that were in collaboration um, with these women. So from Tech Together, we had a workshop on um, introduction to bootstrap development. And with another organization um, called Breaking Barriers, who's focused on encouraging um, more children to explore tech from a young age. Um, we also did a workshop with them on resume review. And it was just really fascinating, like the entire process of finding our way into this network of people who were so unexpectedly generous um, and kind of being able to 
like garner a bunch of support and cast a really wide net to students across the world and but also like across different age groups um, and bring them all together for just like 48 hours. I, yeah, I think I, that's <laughs> most of I, yeah, I, that was like most of the planning. Mm -hmm. I love the story and I speak to a lot of organizers and I've spoken and interviewed um, high school organizers too. But nobody has really attempted to bridge the gap, uh, bridge the gap, especially between college and high school, especially for women and non-binary, and done it so successfully. So I, I do want to congratulate you and your team. I love, yeah. <laughs> I love the the really the the main thing behind it is the thinking, like why are you building this community. And what are you trying to achieve? Your why is the most important thing. And I, I love the story behind the journey of the hackathon and your individual journeys. I think the a couple of the questions I have are like, do you think that is a difficulty for a lot of high school students developing the network? Like you said, um, getting sponsors was hard for you. Reaching out to people was slightly hard. Do you think it's the same thing for a lot of college students in the US and maybe throughout the world, what you saw in participants? Yeah, I, yeah, 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 sure. I would say like, I think, um, I guess this is like somewhat, like we heard this from a couple of people um, who said that like, you know, when you attend college, like you have like a college email and there's also like relationships with recruiters um, on campus. From companies so I guess like getting sponsorships might be easier but I don't think we could probably speak to the struggle that is pretty universal among <laughs> all hackathon organizers yeah. of just like always trying to get more sponsors yeah 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 I, I also think that like um what was it I mean without yet yeah, I guess not having that that college email and also when we talked to a bunch of um women who organized tech together hackathons like they specifically, like most of them come from Boston University. So they kind of had like this network of recruiters that had come to Boston University before and they had connections through that. Um, as high schoolers, like number one, I think that the reason why we wanted to make sure that we had MLH on board at our event. And then also we had, we didn't, we didn't talk about this before, but we also had a, a fiscal sponsor um, called Hack Plus. So with those two like foundational um uh, like supporters, we hoped that like that would give us more, I guess, uh, what's the story? Like more um, credibility. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was definitely, I also think that it was not just hard because of like there were, there are like multiple factors, I think, as to like why organizing a hackathon now is more difficult. Yeah. Like kind of what we talked about with also with like the Tech Together um, organizers. But number one, like because of coronavirus, um, there are a bunch of virtual events going on and there are just like, people are like, you know, uh, recruiters and um, corporate responsibility um, employees at these really big tech companies or they're like, their inboxes are just like flooded. Um, so that's something that's happening right now, um, especially because like, and it's amplified because now hosting hackathons virtually is so much less expensive because you don't have to go and get the, um, venue and there, you don't, you don't have to supply a whole entire like meals and food. And, um, there are like a bunch of aspects that just like, you know, lower the overall cost of hosting a hackathon now. And then, um, the second piece of it 
is uh, what was it? Honestly, what was the second piece? I had I had an idea. Um, <laughs> I think that it's just uh, oh right, being a first time hackathon. Um, yeah. I think that like we heard back from some big companies like Disney emailed us back and was like, hey, like um, you know we're already supporting events that have happened before like so like hack nyu which is nyu's like in the city and I, and that's happening i think relatively soon and then athena hacks which is um usc's um annual hackathon for women and non-binary individuals so like there was that thing where since we were first time we weren't as established so like my hope is moving forward like creatica my hope is that like we have a few younger members on our team and they'll like continue to carry on the event um and organize it and they'll actually have like real statistics and numbers to reference like they'll be able to say you know our, our 2020 event was successful this is how many people came this is how many projects our hackers completed etc so like that is my hope for the future we'll be more we'll have like mlh on our side we'll have hack plus on our side and we'll also have like real numbers to show um companies because like you know talking strategically and like uh you know just realistically like when people who work in corporate responsibility or like the social impact sector, which is kind of a lot of people that we went after when we emailed, like, like cold emailed, like a bunch, a bunch, a bunch of people, um, they have to be able to report back and say like, this is, this is how many people we reached. Like, this is how successful our contribution was because that's their job. So like, I think that, you know, supporting a first time hackathon that is run by high schoolers is risky for them. So my, that's my hope for the future. Um, and then what else was I going to say? Uh, yeah, I think that that was, oh, and then also that you did ask about like just reaching out to people and was that hard? I, I mean, I personally like really love cold emailing. I think that it's like super effective because I'm always surprised as to like how many people are willing to help you out, hop on a call, um, or even like, you know, host a workshop at your event. That definitely surprised me a lot. And just like generally, I love cold emailing people because I think that it's like, amusing. So so yeah, so we didn't really have a hard time with like getting over that, like, oh, if we were too shy to email people, that that wasn't the issue. It's was just kind of like some logistical things. Um, this is, you know, the time that we're in um, and that we're a first time hackathon. But overall, we were like super happy with the companies that we did get and the reach that we had. So, yeah. You're a lot more uh, braver than me. Even cold emailing your team still makes me nervous. When I reach out to hackathon organizers, I'm like, are they going to reply back to me? Are they not going to reply back to me? Did I write the right thing? You know, I'll ask myself a million different questions. Another question that I have is about hackathons in high school. Do you think more high school students should be hosting hackathons? You did mention you were, you are or were in robotics club. Yeah. And do you, do you think more people should be hosting hackathons? Do you think there's an opportunity for people that are in their robotics club to join hackathons and it would just be, it would be as fun for them? Yeah. I mean, like, I think that hackathons are awesome, but it's definitely like, I think the people who enjoy hackathons are a specific type of person. Like not everyone loves the pressure. Not everyone loves like, you know, not sleeping or like um, that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, I personally think that like in terms of high schoolers hosting hackathons, there are a bunch of really, really successful um, high school hosted hack that have been happening like for a while. Like, I guess that 
Los, I'm not sure, Los Altos, Altos hacks. Um, they've been around for a really, really long time. Um, and they're, they're really awesome and superficial. So like, um, in terms of like, just high schoolers generally participating in hackathons, I'm happy that my, my robotics team members kind of like pressured me into going to my first one at my high school. I think that like, it's really, I think it's becoming more common for high schools around the country to host their own like high school specific hackathons. Like, you know, people from this high school can come to this. Um, I know that like some of my, some of my friends that I met in hackathons, like um, go to school in Boston, like their high school hosts one. And I know that the organized, some of the organizers on our team also have a hackathon at their school. Um, and so I think it's becoming more common, like, but I still kind of get the question in school, which is like, uh, when I talk about hackathons or like, oh, I hosted one or, oh, I really like them. People are like, what is a hackathon? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of kids our age, like do not know what a hackathon is. Yeah. Um, I think, I, I think that it's like kind of a, is a nerdy thing. So like a lot of kids don't know what it is, but I do think that they're becoming more popular. And I do think that they're really awesome because like, especially when they're in person, it not only teaches kids to like, you know, build stuff um, and just go for it and like learn new skills and take off and take just risks. Um, but there's also like when you have to pitch your your product, there is that like personal comp- or that um, self-presentation component of it where you have to learn about public speaking um, and you have to learn about like how to pitch ideas, which I think is so important in the real world. I mean, like I'm still super young, so I don't exactly know, but my guess is that <laughs> I think that it's very important in the real world. So I, I think that it's, that it's a really awesome thing for high schools to, to, to partake in. And I think that they're getting more popular. I would agree. I didn't know what a hackathon was until my sophomore year of college. And when I discovered, I was like, where was this my whole life? Literally my whole <laughs> life. I'm, but I'm, I am curious about, would I have been interested in high school? in my freshman or sophomore year of high school. Mm-hmm. What, uh, mm-hmm. Do you have any thoughts on ways to get high schoolers more engaged in hackathons? I know you mentioned, yeah. I know you mentioned that it's for, at least right now, it's for a small group of people because it's considered nerdy. Do you think it will always be considered nerdy? I think um, part of not the stigma, but I guess like the stereotype of hackathons being nerdy is like a general stereotype associated with coding. But I do think there is like a movement among a lot of schools and educators in general to kind of introduce computer science earlier on, just given like how important like technology is growing to society and like how integrated all of our like education and curriculum is with technology. But I think a lot of it is because like hackathons that are successfully organized um, or are big are not geared towards high schoolers. And so I guess like going back to your earlier point about whether or not um, high schoolers should organize more hackathons, I do think that like finding the initiative and interest in organizing a hackathon would definitely be helpful. Um, And... I guess like something that we also try doing in our marketing efforts was reaching out to a lot of high school teachers, um, specifically CS teachers in hopes that they would share like our event, maybe just like the website link with their kids 
And it was actually really successful in gathering a lot of high schoolers, especially from New York, where we reached out. Yeah. And I think that just speaks to the fact that people don't really know about the opportunities um, simply because there are not that many. And so one major way to increase participation from high schoolers would definitely be from like high schoolers organizing it themselves, but also um, opening up like collegiate hackathons to take in more high schoolers or even just like focusing a little bit more marketing on high schoolers would definitely increase participation. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I also think like speaking to your point about the importance of them, um, I think that it's, I think that, darn, <laughs> I keep forgetting what I was going to say. Um, I think that the whole entire like process of building products like that is is really important in like in our current because I do think that it is a huge it will, will like I mean it is and it will be like a huge part of like how our world is run in the future like I think that technical product will drive so many different aspects of our society specifically like with like AI and ML but um honestly you know I'm just gonna I don't exactly that wasn't exactly what I wanted to say <laughs> but I'm just gonna yeah Annabelle or just like ask your next question and I'll come back to it if I remember <laughs> It's it's okay because it's a it's just a really just a general conversation. I am getting a yeah, lot, yeah. and and actually, this is why this is one of the reasons I love to speak to the organizers. For a long time, I've been a participant, and I'm speaking to mm-hmm. organizers all over the country. I'm speaking to organizers that are big corporates, Facebook and the Googles and the IBMs, but I'm speaking to startups and speaking to high schoolers and you made a lot of good points that you probably don't even realize that are good points, like um, the high school teachers, uh, the CS teachers specifically, and leveraging them to encourage students to do hackathons. Because this, especially now for like employment purposes, this goes on your resume, you network with all the collegiate students, you network with the women, it's, it's awesome. Like, I, I mean, we don't need to sell hackathons to each other. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I remember what I was going to say. Okay. Um, I think that hackathons also give kids, specifically in high school, I think that, like, I think that when you're in college, you're in an environment where you understand, like, why you're studying CS and, like, why it is important. It's because, like, I mean, number one, there are so many opportunities right now in terms of, like, internships and, like, there's a lot of money in that. So, like, that makes sense as to why a bunch of college kids and, like, um, people at that in that stage of their life are like super attracted to computer science and tech. But like in high school, I think that if you can get more uh, high schoolers hacking, then we get more people who understand like the true potential of computer science. When you right. learn like the, the traditional way that computer science is taught in high school, specifically like with AP computer science is it's a very like you memorize code and you get questions that are kind of like, weird and arbitrary and you just have to think about like oh how do I just solve this problem how do I answer this question correctly how do I make sure that my syntax is all correct like the AP computer science curriculum in the United States is still um like we still literally code on paper like you write all of your code out on paper and that means that your syntax has to be perfect and you have to um there's a lot of like memorization in computer science in terms of like how it's formally taught 
Um, but I think that like reinventing the way that we teach um, computer science is so important because that's not what it actually is. What it is, is it's something that you can, you know, truly like innovate with and um, build products with that can reach people and impact people's lives. And that is like how I see hackathons after, I mean, sorry, how I see computer science after, you know, going to hackathons and like kind of talking to people who also do hackathons and like that is the true magic of it. Um, that is a true, like, reason why I love it so much. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think that, like, that's why it's so important for high schoolers to get involved in hackathons. It's like, I want more people to be able to see computer science that way and move away from, like, learning it in terms of, like, like it's a, like it's a foreign language or something like that, because it's not, and it has so much applicability and so much potential. Um, so, yeah, that was my, that was what I had forgotten earlier. It's amazing. It all... All of these are amazing insights. And my last question would be about advice for, originally I was thinking just advice for high schoolers, but I think you both have so much knowledge. I think you won't just be able to provide advice for high schoolers, but maybe organizers in general, because you did mention about making hackathons more inclusive for a younger audience. Mm-hmm. So what advice, um, what advice would you have for high schoolers and organizers in general? Yeah, I would say the biggest piece of advice or like the biggest takeaway I had is to not be afraid to reach out to anyone. Um, I think the fact that we were able to launch something that big and like exceed our expectations by like a significant amount um, is largely predicated on just the people that responded to us that we had never expected to even like get a response from. Um, And whether it's like shooting high for corporate sponsors or reaching out to like past organizers, um, reaching out to professional women for help, Like people always want to give back in some way, I think, Um, whether it's just like advice, maybe financial help, but like reaching out and kind of like pitching your idea. Um, And I think most importantly, like explaining the reason behind your organizing the event is what's going to sway a lot of people to help you. Um, So I would say reaching out for help and just not being afraid to do that is the best thing that can like take your event farther than where you would ever hope it would go. Yeah, I totally, I totally echo that. I mean, I think that like getting over the fear of cold emailing people, God, I like, I, I think that like, I totally relate to what you were talking about before. Like when you cold email people or even like emailing my teachers, I would have to like put it through Grammarly and be like, Oh my God, like, did I make any like grammar mistakes or does this not make sense? Or like, especially when I was emailing my English teachers, cause I was like, Oh, like I'm, I'm not like <laughs> a prime English student. So like, don't want to make any grammar issues in this. But like, I think that really getting over that fear of just reaching out to people completely like randomly, whether it's through email or whether it's through LinkedIn or like literally anything is, is so, so integral and like not even to just organizing hackathons, but just like in life. Um, So yeah, Annabelle was like totally spot on with that, I think. Um, I guess like other advice I would have is, yeah, um, I've seen a lot of high school hackathons that uh, haven't like 
gotten as many people to come um and number one that's just because they're for high school like they limit it in terms of like they don't want college students there and they just want high schoolers there um but i yeah i do think that like marketing is a huge thing yeah um, and i think that like we didn't get too much help on like how to market our event it was mostly through like common sense like animal and i figured it out that way but like a lot of people don't leverage social media enough like social media is like using social media is free number one like unless you do paid ads but it's like super free and you can reach so many people um through social media and also like you know yeah and just taking risks like getting major league hacking to support our event was so integral like they helped us with so much stuff mm -hmm. um and a lot of the high school hackathons are especially like specifically the gender focused hackathons high school hackathons that exist do not have mlh on their side i'm not sure why like i think that I think that some people like high schoolers think that like, oh, MLH is like, you know, a collegiate league and they're, it's run by adults and like, that's kind of scary. Um, and even like when uh, we did actually go to something called HackCon hosted by MLH mm -hmm. over the summer, which was a huge like event. There were like more than a thousand people there and it was just all about like organizing hackathons. Past hackathon organizers, you know, did talks and like, it was so awesome. Like Microsoft was there. Um, and GitHub was there, and we got to hear from a bunch of people who have like so, so much more experience, well, like way more experience than we did organizing hackathons, and that was so important um, to hear from from them. And you know, during their but during that event, they also like the I think the founder or the CEO of MLH was talking about like their member events and how you know like don't really apply to this um, unless you have hosted like workshops for us or I've hosted a hackathon before, like we are kind of selective with our process now. And like, I heard that and I was like, oh, okay, well that kind of sucks. But I'm like, still going to do it because I'm going to regret not doing it. And we were still able to like, we had a really awesome interview with them. Um, and we were super organized in terms of like sending our materials over so they could like give us feedback and evaluate our, our event. And then, you know, like securing that, that partnership was like a huge step for us. So like definitely, you know, MLH is mostly based in, um, I think in like in South Asia and North America currently, but like, you know, they're expanding and I think they're, they're growing a lot. So like getting them on board or, you know, seeing if you can become a member event with them is I think a huge, um, was a huge step for us. And especially for like first time hackathons or even like second time hackathons would want some more of that like structural support. Um, and also like that was a lot of like a huge, um, marketing help through them. They, we were on their website and a bunch of people, a bunch of mentors we got through their website, a bunch of signups we got through their website. So like MLH is really awesome. So I would definitely plug them. Yeah. yeah. And I guess like a few more things that just popped into my mind. I think leveraging um, institutional backing is important, not just with MLH, but kind of balancing um, whether you want to organize your event like in affiliation with your school or like your university or whether you want to do it like in like significant partnership with a company. Like I think there are pros and cons to whether like how much freedom you get, um, whether it's like a university or school administration kind of supervising um, or whether you want to have like complete autonomy over how you organize your event. I think for us, um, we, we did consider organizing it with our school, but we also wanted to have like as like the maximum control over what steps we took um 
So that's something that I guess like organizers could also consider. Um, and another thing is going back to Alexis's point about marketing. Like I do think there are, we, we went, I went to this um, one HackCon workshop on marketing and one of the leaders had mentioned like how, not how undeveloped marketing is, but how many unconventional paths you can take um, to get more people. And whether that means like literally Instagramming, DMing people um, or reaching out to like educators um, and even like club leaders at different universities, those always um, help significantly. And I think it definitely pays off to be organized in your marketing in terms of like spending, like what our team did was we called every Friday um, to like figure out, okay, where do we tap into what worked, what didn't work. And each week kind of going over your signups and seeing where your current registrants are coming from and further tapping into those areas will definitely pay off in the long run. Um, because for us, like we didn't start reaching out to teachers and clubs until like maybe halfway through the process. But then we found out like a significant fraction of our registrants were coming through there. And so we like focused more on that in the weeks leading up to our hackathon. And that's what got us a lot of high school attendees um, and club attendees from other universities. Yeah. And I also think that like reaching out, just like one more thing about that is that since we were, we were an MLH member event, which is like a lot of more like college people know, which gave us credibility in that way, but also like tapping into, like we, we emailed a bunch of, um, you know, colleges like USC and um, UC Berkeley and UCLA and Harvard and Stanford and MIT. And we were able to tap into like their women in computer science um, student mm -hmm. groups. And like through that, you know, they kind of like maybe usually the heads of that like know what MLH is and like, we're like, okay, cool. This is like a really good opportunity for our club members, especially during this time of social distancing and isolation, like for our club members to work together. And it's like a super awesome opportunity for them. So like also that, uh in turn like allows us to gain more credibility like amongst college students because then that means that you know women in computer science, women in computer science at um, MIT is now putting us in their newsletter um and that would like I mean like it's completely free you just have to send over an email um and that like helped a lot in terms of you know getting that like kind of like that secret credibility um and leveraging student groups like that and reaching a bunch of college kids like that so yeah yeah I want to thank you for you both for an amazing conversation. I learned a lot about really what you go through as a high school organizer. Like I said, I didn't know what hackathons were. I wish I knew what hackathons were or robotics competitions or all of that. I didn't know what they all were until I got to university, which is, I mean, it's, it's not that late, but it is relatively late. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to thank you because you you did teach me a lot about your path and what the challenges you two have gone through and what I I'm I'm always available whether you hit me up on Twitter LinkedIn whatever email you have my email if you want me to connect you with people like I said I speak to a lot of organizers I speak to a lot of companies now and sponsors whether it's through interviews or whether it's just through my regular like my regular life 
And so if you need anything, just let me know. I think I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm confident and happy that the hackathon circuit and the hackathon ecosystem is in good hands because there's organizers like you two doing very, very good things. Like on your site, it said there's, I think, almost 500 attendees at your first yeah. hackathon. That's amazing. And and I'm I'm not just saying that I'm I'm saying that because I I couldn't do it I couldn't I couldn't watching hackathon organizers and really being around organizers a lot facilitating communities is is extremely hard and it's actually preparing you to be good managers if you want to start a company to be good founders because this is what founders and managers do they manage people and they organize people and you've done very very well. And I thank you for taking your time to speak to me. Developers, developers, developers. Developers, developers, developers. Developers, developers, developers. Developers, developers, developers. developers.